I'm Kylie Elizabeth. Hey, this is Kylie. Hola, this is Dana. Guten Tag, this is Becca. What's up, this is Natalie. And this is our first episode of Potter Watch, but our second <laughs> But it is technically the second episode of Howler Owlers. During these, during these Harry Potter episodes, which we made clear in the first one that we like Harry Potter Plus, if you haven't seen the website, sorry, if you haven't seen the website, then true. Um, but we like, we all like Harry Potter. It's kind of a known fact. Um, during these Potter Watch episodes, we will be going over the books, discussing the movies. Um, debating, just bringing up points that we have questions, loose ends that JKR didn't complete during the seventh book, um, the encyclopedia yeah. that's coming yeah. out <laughs> in about 2010, 11. Oh, boo. Hold on, and a theme park that is opening in <laughs> <at> two <laughs> in 2009, December. 2009 to June 30th, 2010. Here's somebody else who ever wants to talk. Well, Mr. Koala wants to say something. His name's Herbie. I love you. I love you. Oh, how sweet! Give it up for Mr. Koala. Woo! Okay, um, so should we get on with the show Debate segment? Yes. Um, I wanted some debates now. Kylie Elizabeth has some debates, so here she is. Okay, this is not our opinion. We're going to divide up two into two teams. Um, okay, well, okay. This is the debate. Was it right for Ron to be able to open the Chamber of Secrets? Give reasons. Why or why not? Okay. Should I start or should I finish? You finish. Okay. Okay. If you're talking, are you talking about in the seventh book when he opens the Chamber of Secrets with Hermione? Yes. Hermione. Okay. I don't, I don't necessarily um, understand how they did that because neither of them is uh, speaks parcel tongue. Um, so if they did that, well, it's absolutely okay with me. But um, um, I I don't understand how they did that. Maybe they just like like talked around, like making little hissy noises and stuff. I don't know. Um, and if they did that, then by all means, that's fun. I think it's completely right for Ron to be able to open it. Not only because I love him so much, but it because he listened to what Harry said. That's how he said he opened it. Because how Harry opened the locket thingy, so he could stab it. He heard him, yeah, he heard him say, open. So he just listened to him, and finally Ron got his little place to shine, and it wasn't all Harry, Harry, Harry. I agree 100% with Becca that Ron, Ron needed a time for it to be good and for him to be the best and outlive Harry for once. And listening to Harry uh, um, opening the Chamber of Secrets or when they went down to save Ginny the one time, and then when he opened the lock, locket, locket, the locket, I think that was totally and completely perfectly fine. Here's Natalie for a second. Um, I think that 
it's like he's very brilliant for like understanding like that he could do that and he just like thought of that like nobody else would think of that to go down and get the basilisk basilisk fangs so that's very good of him here's Tyler okay to continue on I also think that's very good of him and especially that he listened he listened to the parcel tongue I mean that's just so great I mean you pay attention to your best friend and you actually listen to what he says in a language you don't even speak. That's pretty cool. Okay. I agree, but I disagree. <laughs> okay, I agree that Rod deserved his, like, great moment that he was the genius. And that he was the one that he came up with the idea himself, and he listened to Harry. But the thing is, he couldn't—he can't like speak parts of the tongue. That kind of gets me just a little bit. That's where I disagree. Is that he can't? Will you stop? That he can't speak like parcel tongue like regularly, like Harry could. But I also agree that Ron really deserved that, and Ron was really smart for that, and he deserved it to listen. And if he did, if that didn't happen, he would have never kissed Hermione. I was just about to say that, that Ron needed his moment to impress Hermione so that they could get together and be lovebirds forever. <laughs> um, according to Kylie Elizabeth, I have to counter that. I like that word. But anyway, cool. Okay, so anyway. Well, so what if Ron didn't speak full parcel tongue? Harry was tied up at the moment. I forget what he was doing, but he... He, he he was looking for the he was in the room of no he was he was in the Ravenclaw um he was in the Ravenclaw thing yeah. so <laughs> the thing so he couldn't have done it in the first place so wrong pretty much saved the day right there because Harry didn't have a chance to they go needed to they needed to destroy the Horcruxes so they that's they why all he did that agreed to do it together as a team and in case you and in case you people didn't know there's spoilers on this. can't do it all yourself, Harry. You have to let somebody help you in the beginning of that chapter. That's why um, Ron and Hermione had to step up and they helped them all throughout the book and they did a great job. Woo! Okay, I agree with you. It, that just like little thing bugs me. He can't speak completely parcel tongue. But anyways, hold on. Okay. Yes, I know. But do you know why Ron could get in? No. No. He had the cup with him. He had the Horcrux. He had part of Slytherin, part of Voldemort. Mugglecast helps a lot if you listen. So he had, what did he, he had what? I can't, I kind of came up with it when I was reading what cup did he have with him? Hufflepuff. Oh, Hufflepuff's cup. Down there. Oh, it was Hermione's turn to knock one down. So, because Tom Riddle is a descendant of Slytherin, and that's how Harry could get in. Not only because he could speak parcel tongue, he had part of Slytherin in him, because only Slytherin's heir could get in. That is very brilliant, Kylie. Um, maybe. Kylie Elizabeth, may we move on to the next debate, please? Um, I'm looking for the other debates. I don't, oh, 
serious. They said he was unplottable in the. There's a spell, and you become unplottable, and you can't be traced, like through apparition. Like they could trace apparition. That's why they couldn't apparate out of the privet drive. So they said Sirius was unplottable. That's what Remus said in like the third book. He said that they asked Harry asked why they couldn't find Sirius Black, and he said probably because he's unplottable. But Sirius showed up on the Marauders map. How does that work? It was the magic of the Marauders map. Since Sirius was one of the makers, then uh, it it would he would obviously appear. And he was unplottable because he was a dog. He wasn't using operation. He was traveling by foot. Sirius said he was traveling um, by foot up north to Hogwarts while being a dog. Yes. So, and he's one of the founders of the Marauders map. That's why he was on the map. Uh, okay. Another debate. Is Harry a true Horcrux? Because they said that there are spells needed to create Horcruxes, and Harry's Horcrux, they said, was created just by him, like, just by part of Voldemort's soul breaking when he tried to kill a child. I really do think he, Harry was a Horcrux, because... Yeah. No, I don't think so, because, um, yes, because it was an accident, and, and oh, here's Kylie Elizabeth. No, no, you wanted it. Okay. He is, he is, um, in my opinion, even though it wasn't made the proper way, I think he is a true Horcrux, because by Voldemort coming to his house and killing his family and everything, he, um, like, chose, like, both of their futures, and... <laughs> he chose both of their futures, so in that way, it makes him like a true part of Voldemort. He wasn't because Lily's protection, which would saved Harry countless occasions throughout the whole series, is what stopped him from becoming a true Horcrux. If Voldemort produced it accidentally, Voldemort didn't even know that Harry was a true Horcrux. So no, he wasn't a true Horcrux. So no, I agree with Dana, and also the fact. Okay, that was kind of weird. That, um, what's it called? The, uh, the, he wasn't created with all the spells needed. That, that's like, he wasn't, Voldemort all of a sudden didn't, like, just decide he wanted Harry to be a Horcrux. The reason Harry became a Horcrux was because Voldemort tried kill his, killing an innocent child. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know. Well, <laughs> Yeah, so that's why he's not a complete true Horcrux, but um, he has the same properties, uh, to say, as a real Horcrux. Here's Becca. Because I didn't say anything yet in this debate, Dana, get your hand away from me. Okay. Because I didn't say anything, I just have to say something. He's a true Horcrux because they said so. Amen. He's not because he... No! Before. Yeah, but I have another thing to add. The proper... Er, the way he was, you made me think of what I was going to say. No, Harry had a mind of his own. Horcruxes don't have a mind of their own. Then no, he is not a true Horcrux. Never Next saw. debate. I don't have any more debates at the moment unless someone can come up with one on the top of their head. Um, well, let's speak of the one that um, you have on your Pixo, okay? Um, that is with, um, that's with um, Narcissa. Narcissia, whatever. Narcissia and um, Lucius, okay? That point. 
Are they true lovers, or or do they do they have love in the relationship, or is it just for Voldemort, or just for their son, or what is it about? We have many theories. Let's start with Becca. I believe that it goes off and on. They have a troubled marriage because they are Death Eaters. But what relationship wouldn't? I mean, Malfoy's going to be totally traumatized for the rest of his little hot life. (laughs) Shush. But, I mean, really, imagine if you were kept together by an evil force, which you wouldn't because it's not Harry Potter. But (laughs) who knows? They're having a hard time, but they get through it. I like Narcissia, though, because she's sweet. I think they really, I think they really are in love because in the seventh book, they're both looking for Draco instead of uh, together, instead of going and fighting um, against Hogwarts, against the Order and everything. So yes, they are in love. In my opinion, I don't really think they are in love because they they can't like they have to obey. Voldemort, and so, and then they just have to stay together because Draco needs them, and Draco was in trouble, and also was Lucius, so they were all trying to, you know, like each other, but I don't think they really did. I think um, that at the beginning, before they were all, like, true Death Eaters, that they did have love, that's why they got married. And once they were married, they became Death Eaters, okay? Well, at least Lucius did. And Narcissia just, like, came along for the ride. And <laughs> she's a passenger. And then um, once um, Draco was born, they had a son. And they're uh <laughs> once they Once they had Draco, I think that all of their, like, like their relationship, their relationship, like, they didn't have a relationship much. It was just like their love for Draco, keeping them together, and their love for Voldemort. And once Voldemort was gone, like that, like kept them, like they were, they were just like a f- true family again because Voldemort wasn't there to like threaten any of them and stuff. So, yeah. Here's Kylie. Elizabeth. I think that in the beginning, like before Voldemort came high in the tower, they were in love. But then once Voldemort like came in the power. I don't think N- Narcissia wanted to follow Voldemort, like Lucius did. True, I, true. I seriously think that that's the reason why they didn't love each other because Narcissia, it like in the middle, like at the, in the seventh book, Lucius realized that Voldemort wasn't all important and that Draco was more important and that love was more important after he listened to Harry. I think he was thinking over what Harry said previously in the for his fourth year and his fifth year, and I think just. Ha- he they took into consideration that Draco hated being a Death Eater. And Narcissia hated the fact that all the Death Eaters were residing at their house. Okay, I agree with what Kylie Elizabeth said because, I mean, they were in love. I mean, why else would they get married if they weren't? But, whatever. But, anyway. <laughs> um, well, if you were under the big influence, like, Lucius Malfoy and if you were his wife and she really loves him I think I think Lucius doesn't love her as much as she loves him but that's why she stuck with him the whole entire time even though she didn't love Voldemort she loved Lucius so she stuck with him the whole time if you really love someone you stick with them 
Just like um, Dumbledore implied, love always overpowers evil, and that's what Lucius proved. Woo! Oh, yes. But can I just make one reference? It's not evil, it's evil. Evil! Okay, this is one that we've kind of like talked about on and off. Where do you send a Dementor? Like an exact place. You send them to a happy place that has enchantment over it that it can never be unhappy. So then they just go crazy and psycho and nuts and just like turn into Dementors in bikinis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think you should just like send them to somewhere that no other wizard, no other muggle, nobody's at. Just make them a happy place, the enchantment, so they can't get out. And then they turn happy, and then you can let them out. And then the wizards and muggles can keep them as pets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you should send them to my house, because <laughs> because Mom, they'd have... <laughs> no. 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 Because... <laughs> no, because... My house is too crazy, so they just have to be happy because I kill them. Cause I just be like, (laughs) no, cause I'd be like, they'd be bored, like out of their minds if they have them. I'd just be like, you wanna go play? And then they'd be like, oh my god, shut up! And then they'd eventually poop. You send them to Disney World. It's the happiest place on earth. Okay, we can we can move on to our next debate, which is was Harry in um, Order of the Phoenix? Um, was Harry becoming as reckless as Sirius? Here's Becca. I think Harry was coming a, like a little bit reckless because I mean I don't know why, but somehow he's just bored with his own life, so he thinks he needs to go save everyone. I kind of agree with what Hermione told him: you can't go help everyone. Because he always seems the urge to, like, go, oh, I need to save so-and-so. But he really needs to sit back and wait for things to unfold. No, I don't think he was becoming as reckless as Sirius. Because <laughs> because he wanted to help everyone he could and no matter what circumstances. I mean, that's reckless, but it's reckless through love. But Sirius was reckless through love with Harry. Well, it goes both ways, I think. Um, I think Sirius was reckless because he wanted to help out the Order, and everyone else in the Order was going out and doing things and helping Harry and everything, and he really wanted to help Harry and other people who were in trouble, but he couldn't. So um, Sirius was becoming reckless through, um, I think, kind of through greed and through want to help people, and especially Harry, and through love. And Harry was coming reckless through love, but he should have just, like, stayed put and, like, not gone off, like, everywhere. Because then if he wouldn't have gone off everywhere, then a lot of then they wouldn't have, like, gotten so much trouble. Um, I think anyone pretty much would be reckless if they were kept in a house, like, for, like, all eternity. That he hated. That he hated. And, like, kept inside. And it's like, oh, my God, I want to go outside. I need to go out. And then you're, like, afraid because you'll get killed. <laughs> and also, I think he'd become reckless because he basically had, like, no one to talk to. You know, just, like, other people to make new friends or whatever. <laughs> and then and then when he's, a, when he's Padfoot, when he's the dog, Sirius was just so reckless because 
He was a dog. He wasn't a person then. So I, I think he has the right to be reckless then. I've, I don't know if Harry is becoming as reckless as Sirius because Sirius and James, like, even before, like, the love, they were reckless on their own. Yeah. And Harry's recklessness with was becoming, um, with becoming a managus, animagus. That's, like, really dangerous, and you could go to jail for that. If you're unregistered. If you're unregistered. Well, I think, like, Harry's recklessness was he had the most tr one of the most tragic lives in the whole book. And H Harry. And he didn't want anyone else to have to face what he did. I mean, like, you have Harry, you have Neville, you have Snape. I mean, Tom Riddle's life was ra was very oh. tragic. Before he was Vapormort. That's what, that's like the... You know, when he, like, when his killing curse rebounded and he was, like, just part of, like, his soul. It's like Voldemort, Vapormort. I have, but I'm not saying where. Um, on the note of poor Tom, wait, uh, that doesn't sound good, but on the note of, um, Tom Riddle, um, well, I do agree. I feel bad for him. I mean, it's not his fault. He had a troubled life. His dad, I think, was an idiot, but then again, so was his mom, but look at the family she grew up with. She had to, like, clean everything, and her stinking family were, like, crazy. Yeah, she didn't even go to Hogwarts just because she was a squib. Well, squibs aren't magic. Yes, she was. She wasn't a squib. She she didn't use her she didn't use her powers because she was afraid because her father and her brother they were abusive, and they didn't let her because they were gonna kill her. I don't think Tom Riddle would have became Voldemort if if he had his mother. Cause I think his mother, well, all she went through would have been really like a really good mother to him. See, I don't think he'd be him a Voldemort a Voldemort. I don't think he'd be Voldemort either because just that wait. <laughs> what did I say? No, because his mom didn't want that to happen. But she grew up in it yeah, no mother would want that to happen. But he grew up with such trauma in his life, but that how would you grow up to be normal? With Tom Riddle, he was like, his life was tragic in the fact that his mother went and, like, used a love potion to get the guy he that she wanted. And that, that was, like, really stupid of her on her part because it showed Tom, yeah, well, she didn't grow up with any better, but she was better. She just, she loved the Tom Riddle Sr. But the fact that she went and used a love potion... To, it's like that's where that's where Tom, that's where Tom right that's why he didn't he didn't he never knew true love that's what Dumbledore said he would never understand love here this goes to Voldemort right now oh Mr. Koala loves you Aww. Okay, from the next debate, the, um, the next debate is um, just for your entertainment, as Kylie Elizabeth put it. <laughs> um, what what happened to Oliver Wood? You know, what job or whatever happened? Here. Okay, real quick. Um, I don't know if any of you know, but a few years ago there was a petition out to bring Oliver Wood back into the books right before the sixth book came out. I don't know. I I I read it online. Okay, I think I know what happened to Oliver Wood. 
For all y'all who don't know this yet, then you're going to get a joyride. Okay, well, I think he worked as a male gigolo, a.k.a. male dancer. <laughs> and girls are all over wood. Ah! That is so good. Here, say it again, Kai. Well, in what Becca was saying, if you take Oliver Wood's name, it's all over wood. A L L O V E R. They were all over wood because he was a male gigolo. Ah! But after all that dancing, I think he settled down and married Cho Chang, and then they had they had little Ravenclaw Gryffindor babies. I think that um, he became the um, like the flying instructor at Hogwarts because you know, like the first movie, how there you know people have to teach him how to fly. I think that's what Oliver Wood did. I don't think Oliver Wood ever got married because so many people just like like him for his looks and that he was a Quidditch player. Um, but so I don't think he got married. I know. I think he became a professional um, Quidditch player, and then after all that, he like s he settled down and had a family. And yeah, okay. Here's Kylie Elizabeth. I don't know anyone. Um, why not? No, but I think Oliver Wood. I don't. I don't know if he did. Do you think he got married, Natalie? Um, eventually he did. I I think after his like exciting life, like if he became um. Uh, like a professional Quidditch player, then he would probably like after everybody does, they retire and then they like have a family. Okay. I, I, hold on. Um, I, I professional Quidditch player. It's in the fourth book. Um. Oh, I think um yes, he did settle down and get married and have children because I think after all his fame, he um he he began to tell, what's just. You know, just because you're famous and just because you look good, or, you know, and then tell between true love. Okay, here's the next debate. Okay, I actually have two, but okay, the next, the first one, I'm gonna do it before I forget it, is what do you think Dumbledore did to the Deluminator so um, Ron would come back? I know. I'm lost. Anybody wanna go for it? Okay. I think that he put so much love, ow, so much love into it that Ron loved Hermione so much that, like, and when he knew he was gone, they, <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm getting this, like, dirty look from Becca, um, she, like, she's in love with Ron, so, and he mentioned, sorry, <laughs> but I think that he put, like, there's so much love into it that, I don't know, here's Natalie. I absolutely have no clue what he did to that thing, but like I'm glad he did because then Ron came back. I think that he put some kind of apparating thing, like potion. He turned it into potion, along with um, a piece of Harry and Hermione's hair. That way, that he could locate them, along with love, and mix it all together in a big bowl. Like that love <laughs> potion that they had. Yeah, like love potion that they had to make in the sixth book that like had whatever you loved or whatever and then that's how Ron was able to find Harry and Hermione let me fix this the way that Dana said it made it seem like Dumbledore's a stalker <laughs> pulling out Harry and Hermione's hairs that's just wrong no but I, I think he did put the love in because I mean he got love from all of his students so maybe he just Most put like from I hate Slytherin 
Well, whatever. Hey, but shut up. But he, here's here's an ode to to Ron. Oh, he's such a sweetie pie. Oh, okay, um, I think that um, also um, Dumbledore put the um, the luck potion, you know, that Slytherin made, so then Ron would be lucky and be able to find, yes, that whatever it's called, to make him find them. I think, do you know how um, um, Dumbledore put enchantments around Hogwarts so that you couldn't operate in, in, or, out, in or out of it? Well, I think he might have done something like, may, like with Harry and Hermione, like in him loving him that, uh, him loving them so much, and the fact that like you can't operate in or out of where Hermione put that like charms all around where they camped. So I think that he did something to like, like in the opposite of that, so that he could operate in and out of that place, so he could find them. But he didn't operate to the place where. Around the enchantments, because, and then he found Harry because when Snape cast the silver doe. Can we have a moment of silence for Snape? Okay, that's not working. Here's this. Here's to Snape. I love you. I love you. I really do. Just saying, Oliver Woods was signed on to Puddlemere United. Reserve team, though, wasn't it? But I felt bad for Snape when I finally learned, like, his, how he was, like, his memories. Just to, like, verify this, I always trusted Snape. Everyone said he's a bad person. I said he is good. I always knew that he was good, and I love him. I'm willing to admit I did not trust Snape. Books one through the end of seven, I thought he was evil, and I seriously thought that, I thought he was playing Dumbledore. I th- I thought he was playing Dumbledore. I didn't think he was playing Voldemort. I mean, that's like that shows. He was playing both of them. True, but still, like, it's just like he like. That's weird. Okay, it's just like he he outsmarted Voldemort, and that just shows who Snape is. And they, as Dumbledore said, they sort too early. Snape should have been in Gryffindor. And um, I think that um. He was very brave, and the fact that he like he like um, <laughs> the fact that he um, tricked Voldemort, and like it takes a lot of courage to do that because um, Voldemort is very dangerous, and he could have like killed him any second. He loved Lily through and through. I really hated Snape. I mean, I I thought I thought um um complete idiot for trusting him. I was like, why are you trusting him? And then especially when he made the, um, what is it, like an unbreakable vow. Like, I'm thinking, Dumbledore, you're getting played here, you know? <laughs> He's, you're getting, but then, and then especially, I was like, oh my god, I hate you when he killed Dumbledore. But then after all, I felt so bad for him. And then Harry hated him all this time, and he was also, he was still looking. I know. I thought that was so good. Well, I'll admit that up to at the end of book six, I was about to, s- if I would have smacked Snape. Like, say the movie came out before the book, seventh book did, I would have smacked his head off of the screen. I would have threw popcorn at him. But anyway, I felt so bad when I finally learned who he was. But before book seven came out, 
and all these rumors and predictions, and they're like, Snape's good. Dumbledore really told him to die. I was like, what a dumb idea is that? Yeah, Dumbledore wanted to die, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, but it was true. I was like, oh. Yeah, I feel real bad now because me and Kylie Elizabeth, we went to the midnight party for the seventh book, and they had a Snape debate, and I was all up on Snape's case, and then that lady was all up in my business, and I was about to slap her. But anyway, <laughs> PG, PG. She was fat. <laughs> okay, but anyway. But now, since I heard about Snape's memory, I was bawling the whole way through it. Bawling. But but then, like, now I wish she married, Lily married Snape. And even if that means Harry was never born, oh well. Okay, do you... Do you think that it was right when Harry used Crucio on the Death Eater after he I spit in Minerva McGonagall's face? I, do. I, I love that. That was like I was like, go Harry. <laughs> I love that. I was so happy, even though it's an unforgivable curse and it's like really bad. I think that like you can't mess with McGonagall. Like she'll. Mm. <laughs> um, here's Kylie Elizabeth. I truly, I was very happy. I, like, punched the air when when Harry did that. Okay, sorry. Okay, it's three in the morning. Sorry. One, two. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, but I was like, it's McGonagall. I mean, and they, yeah, I don't know. I was very happy. I was especially happy when Harry and Luna were under the invisibility cloak and... Um, Professor McGonagall said with the little pride in her voice, no, Potter belongs to my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just going back to the um, Snape thing, he played it very well that he hired, like, bad Death Eater people, and, but he was actually good. But then, yes, I thought Harry had the complete right to use the, the curse because I mean, seriously, they're just taking over Hogwarts and making it stupid. So, <laughs> dark arts class. I'm like, I, I was, I was really proud of Neville and Luna and Ginny when they were spraying on the walls. Yeah. Dumbledore's army still recruiting. I was l really proud of them because they showed that they were Gryffindors and Luna was Ravenclaw. But yeah, um, I, I liked it whenever they found out. Um, that they tried to steal the sword, the sword from um, Snape's office, because like they like risked everything, and they could have like been expelled, tortured, killed, like like they didn't know because they thought Snape was bad. Still, I have a few things to say, but uh, going back to what Kylie said about being happy about Kylie Elizabeth, but being happy about like them spray painting on the walls, like oh, <laughs> Dumbledore's army rules and stuff. But then, again, I'm glad they did that. But then again, I don't think Dumbledore would really like it if they were, like, disrupting Hogwarts almost with, like, spray painting on the walls. But, but wait, I have to say something after Dana talks. But Hogwarts is already being disrupted. Do you think Dumbledore would have liked having a dark arts class? No. But anyway. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he would have minded a little spray paint about what they were doing when there was a dark arts class going on and students were being um, tortured. True. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, but um what was the other thing I wanted to say? Um um there what was the thing? What was the thing, Kylie? What what did I want to say?
Um, someone say something. What I think. Um, I think. Wait, I don't remember. Oh yeah. Well, I think that Dumbledore wouldn't mind. Like Snape, whenever he was promising back in Snape's memory, whenever they were in Dumbledore's office and Harry was looking at the memories. Um, whenever um Dumbledore said Snape, uh, he said Severus, do you promise me that you will not let any um students be harmed? Whenever you're um headmaster, and he promised. Even though I was like, I was very mad at Snape because he promised, he prom, Snape promised that um he, Snape promised Dumbledore that he would not let any um students be harmed whenever he became headmaster. Yet whenever he was headmaster, people were being um um used in un, um they were being used in for unforgivable curses on and they're being tortured and that was just completely wrong and Snape should not have like gone back on his word to Dumbledore that was very wrong of him after he was loyal that I think that might have been a mishappening by JK Rowling I don't think she realized she did that's very good Natalie okay, <laughs> okay does anybody have any more debates Kylie Elizabeth um, it's a really a question. Who believed Harry was a Horcrux before the seventh book? I, I did. No way. I did because Dumbledore always Dumbledore. I mean Harry and Voldemort always like seemed to like come in contact with each other, and it was just like it like it couldn't have just been a coincidence. Like every single time they always like he wanted to kill Harry so bad and everything, and his like that was always his like main pri priority to kill Harry and. Harry, like, really hated Voldemort. I thought that it was just, um... I thought that it was just Lily's protection, and then that's what stopped him from killing, so that I didn't think that there any spell actually occurred that night besides uh, Avada Kedavera on Lily. Um, yeah, it's Avada Kedavera. Okay, anyways, I thought he was a Horcrux because, like, the characteristics, it matched... But I don't think he was, like, a true Horcrux because, yeah, we debated. But, like, I'm just saying, I'm just, like, I I figured, I thought, I believed it. I thought he was a Horcrux. It fit. Okay. Oh, well, Kylie, Kylie, did you, did you have something about to say on this topic? Because I have no one. Okay. So, I have, I have a different thing. In the fifth movie, okay, when... Voldemort's like inside Harry's body, it seems like. And that was that was really sad, but like when Harry says you'll I feel um you'll you know you'll never win cuz you'll never feel love and you'll never feel friendship and I feel sorry for you. He never felt sorry for Voldemort cuz he ruined his life. So I don't really think they should have put that in the movie. So that wasn't very good. I thought that it was really sad when Harry, when Voldemort's trying to take over Harry's mind and Harry sees flashbacks of all the good memories. I didn't cry, but that was the closest I became to cry. When Sirius died, it wasn't sad at all. He got this blank look and fell through some stupid veal. It wasn't, it wasn't sad at all. It wasn't a noble death, exactly. <laughs> Um, what was, what was, oh, the, what was it, the memories on, around the ground? Okay, anyways, well, back to what Dana said, um, whenever, whenever she said that, um, whenever she said that he should have, 
Sirius should have died a noble death. Well, I think that was completely true because whenever his whole entire family, like he was a pure blood, they were all in, they were all in Slytherin. They, his brother was a Death Eater. He was in Gryffindor, and whenever he was in Gryffindor, that means he was very brave and noble and everything. But he didn't die a noble death, and that like ruined everything. And ugh, he died. Ugh, he fell through the thing, and it wasn't noble. <laughs> but. Uh, Sirius's brother, um, Regulus, died died a noble death, and it was good. And he wasn't Sirius died wasn't the only brave one in that family. Do you know what you're going to say, Kylie? Yes, it's too early. Um, and like Becca said earlier in the um in the fifth movie, how um he said, you know, you'll never know um love or friendship, and um you know I feel sorry for you, and she said, well that they shouldn't have put that in because he just took away his life but yeah I know it says that he didn't feel sorry for him but I don't Voldemort basically was trying to kill him if somebody was trying to kill you would you feel sorry for them or would you want to kill them my point um I'm just saying like I I they shouldn't have put that in there but in the seventh book Harry does feel bad not for Voldemort for Tom Riddle he feels bad for Tom Riddle, and I think that's, I think that's part of the thing. I know, but Tom Riddle is Voldemort. I think that, like, I think in the fifth movie, the whole thing was that he feels bad for Tom Riddle, not Voldemort. But I still, they shouldn't have put it in there. I have to say, okay, one more thing is in the seventh book, when Hermione says in the beginning, there's only one way to destroy Horcus, you have to feel remorse for the things you did, then when Harry's about to kill Voldemort, yeah, to take him back, when Harry's about to kill Voldemort, Harry goes to him, feel some remorse, be a man, feel some remorse, Riddle, that's why he said that. Did anybody else catch that? But all of the Horcruxes, but all of the Horcruxes were already destroyed, why, why would he need remorse? Because it was just so he could die a better death, maybe? I think what Harry's trying to do is that he's trying to spare his life. Personally, because if you felt remorse for what you did, that completely, it'd wipe away the Horcrux. It wouldn't kill what was in it. It'd wipe away the Horcrux. So Harry's trying to spare both of their lives and not to follow the prophecy. But Harry already knew what was going to happen because of the Elder One. Voldemort didn't. Voldemort didn't know the Elder Wand belonged to Harry, but Harry just knew that he all he had to do was say Expelliarmus and the spell would rebound. I think that um, the only reason why he said feel some remorse um, is because like Harry is a good person and he like wanted Voldemort to die like so he wouldn't be just like a big like even though he is like the biggest like baddest um, wizard ever known to the wizarding world. Like, he wanted him to go off, like, less bad somehow. To die a better death. Even, like, because all of the Horcruxes were gone, there was no need for remorse to, like, make them disappear. Because they were already gone. I think he wanted... I think Harry wanted Voldemort to feel sorry for what he did, but Voldemort never knew love and couldn't. I think, like, Harry wanted Voldemort to feel sorry, but I think also that... Like, there is the fact that if you feel remorse for what you did, that takes the Horcrux away. And that's the hardest thing for someone that evil. Right. To, for them to do. So I think Harry, personally, I see it as Harry's trying to save Voldemort's life. 
in a way, I mean, Voldemort would still try to kill Harry, and he knew that. That's what the Elder Wand, but I think he was trying to have Voldemort feel a better life. Because, wait, never mind. The, he already had the Horcrux taken out of him. Well, these are all very good points, everyone. But um, we are going to, um, we are, yeah, we are going to um, be the, this is the end of our debates now. And here is Kylie. Just to say something, this is the end of the debates, but um, for anybody who has any input on these debates at all, um, feel free <laughs> to email any of us, all of us. With the subject line as debates, because we need to know what you're talking about, because I think we'll forget some yeah, of it. Yeah, so just any of us, all of us, whatever you choose, any debate, make up your own debates. Whatever you want, we'll talk about it. Check out our website, www. Oh. Check out our website for the debates and email address is www.pixo, P-I-C-Z-O dot com slash how erase what Dana just said it's www.howlerowler.pixo.com okay that is our pixo that is our pixo and that is our um that is our um website and you can you can post comments email us whatever you want as Kylie said 